0: Yes sir, yes sir, welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man Tommy What
1: up though
0: So it's been a couple, well a crazy kind of week in the NBA Golden State was rolling until they played the Lakers I'm really, I know LeBron is out but I'm really, Mr. Glass has stepped up <laughs>
1: It's the glass. Yeah, he stepped up, man. And, like, I'm surprised. Everybody around him getting injured now, he's not getting injured. This is just insane.
0: Yeah. (laughs) um, Dallas and and Kyrie, it seemed like they got some stuff still to figure out. Um, See if they blew another lead today. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, they got to figure some stuff out. And I saw Luka get into
0: it with Devin Booker also. Yeah, that's...
1: Missing that
0: last shot. Yeah, if there was ever a time that I wanted to see these two teams play in the playoffs, it, it's this year. Sacramento is has has sneaky good. I think Mike Brown has uh, made a case for him to be coach of the year at this point. The Russell Wilson experiment, or Russell, Russell Westbrook experiment, I don't know. I'm not impressed so far.
1: Yeah. Uh, man, I just...
0: Draymond playing <laughs> playing 10 feet off.
1: Yeah, that was insane. And, like, his confidence... His confidence is, like, super low, man. I don't know what the hell is going on, but his confidence is shot. It's not good. Not good right now.
0: Yeah, I, I hate to see it. Um, shoot. The... It's funny because we, on the last podcast, said that the Eastern Conference was a three-team race and then um, Jimmy Butler delivered a hell of a game in Philadelphia. So we'll see. Um, I still think the East still only comes down to Boston, Milwaukee, and hell, uh, Philly, New York. They've been on a roll of a late. But I, I don't I don't see them beating any of those three teams in seven in a seven game playoff.
1: Right. Like I I just don't see it, man. And a lot of these teams are super loaded too. Like we just literally was talking about how if the Clippers did get Russell West Russell Westbrook, there'd be a problem. The Clippers are loaded and it's like they can't even really buy a win.
0: Yeah, it's 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 sad. Um, we want to talk about Job Morant.
1: Yeah, we got to talk about Job Man, it, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be Motown Coney podcast without talking about Ja.
0: So, <laughs> first, I see the the report that you know he got in a confrontation with a seventeen year old boy. I think that came off from the West Washington Post or something. It it was been a bad two weeks for Job Morant. Uh, and I was just like, oh, that's interesting." What the hell are you doing? Then wake up, Java Ramp flashes gun in Instagram live video, and it's like, what, "What? What are you doing?" I mean, one of your friends have already got banned from FedEx Arena for supposedly pointing a laser at the Indiana Pacer team bus and now all of this after you've signed like a big deal with power i want to say it was power day nike like it's self-sabotage was a person his job Moran at this point
1: yeah like i guess i guess he goes through the cycle that every nba player kind of goes through almost every because we've only seen a few that actually have lebron like tendency when I say that, I mean LeBron. When you think about it, it stays out the way. The most hated, but hated for what? When you think about it. You never hear him in any cheating scandals. You never hear him about brandishing a gun or doing anything to cause physical harm. It's not many guys that's like LeBron when you think about it. And if you look at NBA history, everybody's always had some type of vice or some type of things going on in their life. And, and John Moran, this isn't nothing new. But if we can nip it in the butt right now before it comes something really serious, let's do it. I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, I just. When I saw, saw he was stepping away from the team for the next two games, I just feel like somebody in Memphis called him up and was like, you know, he, I feel like he needs to hire a PR team. It'll be interesting to see what the NBA does with it. But, I mean, coming into this year, John Morant was top ten superstar status in the league, maybe top five in some cases. Memphis had to be right right there to be one of the favorites in the West. And I don't know, it's like he's almost self-destructing in, in a way in front of our eyes. I mean, First of all, what the hell are you doing at at five something in the morning to begin with? Still at a strip club. <laughs> shirtless.
1: Well, you gotta think about it like this, Ronnie. When I was his age, I was at a strip club, probably shirtless too. So <laughs> I was thinking like...
0: At five in the <laughs> morning <two>. though?
1: <laughs> and probably at five in the morning, probably six in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to think about it too. I said, you know what, he a young man. He has way more money than I, I ain't even had that much money and I was downtown uh, acting a fool at the damn strip club. But, yeah, he, he got way more money than I do. Then, you know, and he's he's the man of his team right now. And everybody said, well, he has to be a leader. A lot of these young guys weren't really leaders like that. You don't find a Michael Jordan type that comes into the locker room and tries to get rid of all the, uh, the, the Coke boys. What did they call that? The,
0: uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <when> yeah. They... <laughs>
1: Yeah, he tried to get he got rid of he got rid of all those heads in there. Think about Allen Iverson, man. Allen Iverson, everywhere he went, man, he was like he had that entourage with him. He partying, having fun. He spent a lot of money at these Detroit
0: casinos. Yeah, I, but I, I yeah. do, I do think when Allen Iverson was locked in, he had an Aaron McKeown team. He had Larry Brown as his head coach. Hell, Kimbe Mutumbo was on a a, a few of those teams, so he he had that. I don't I don't think Ja really had that in Memphis. I mean, Memphis very talented team, but they are young as hell.
1: Yeah, he does not have that at all, and that's the problem. You got other young guys on the team that act just like him, Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks, no, I'm quite sure Dylan Brooks is doing crazy shit. And and Dylan Brooks needs to (laughs) shut
0: the hell up. If I hear him say, (laughs) he he, what he recently just took another shot at Draymond, like just (laughs) you ain't you ain't been in the league but a minute, and you ain't really you ain't did nothing.
1: He he hasn't done anything, and I'm I'm trying to figure out if Memphis trades him, who he's going to get traded to because. I think he's like beyond he him and Patrick Beverly are trying to be like the most hated players in NBA history next to Bill Lambeer. Like they they keep saying they hate everybody else. You barking at everybody's ear, you you taking cheap shots, doing dirty shit. Like
0: Yeah, and I I don't, I, don't get it. And I, I don't and here's my thing that irritated irritates me with them. Bill Lambeer, Borderline, I guess you could say Hall of Famer, All Star. Key, a key to to a championship team, right? Right. R- Rasheed Wallace. Say what you want. He was he was the most talented player on those Piston teams. Yeah. And and those Portland teams. Hell, Portland should have should have won the chip the year the the Lakers started to run. But that's a story for a different day. Dylan Brooks, Patrick Beverly. What have y'all done? I see Pat Beverly's has the the L.A. game circled on his calendar. I hope they smoke the gym with him. <laughs>
1: and that, I hope they do too, man. But that damn Pat Beverly, man. It just he just I think I used to I be a fan, but he
0: potential. he he has no.
1: Yeah, he didn't play up to his potential. I, I think he played horrible as an L.A. Laker to be honest. His field goal percentage was atrocious. His,
0: his defense, defense was, was atrocious. atrocious.
1: Yeah, he played terrible. And like, now you get dealt, now he gonna say, well, I asked for that trade. You, you know, sure, his, he played terrible.
0: Yeah, you know the most memorable thing about his time on the LA Lakers? Was that's him that, grabbing that camera.
1: That's the most, that, that's crazy. <laughs> that's the only memorable thing that he did. You're right about that. I tried to think of two other things when I was like,
0: probably just that yeah that's what he's gonna be and And, and you know what
1: oh go ahead brother
0: no i was i don't i don't know if it's like this this new i won't even say social media but i feel like it's like a new media thing like you have patrick and this is really where patrick beverly went left for me when he did the whole like after the season, Sports Center and First Take, and he was talking all that crap about other people. That I don't, I don't know. It's like he he wants to be, and I feel like it's the same thing with Dylan Brooks. They want to be a bigger starter than what they are.
1: Yeah, and you really can't back it up. Like you really can't back it up. The perfect situation for him was in Minnesota, and and that kind of sucks that Minnesota traded him because. That way, he didn't have to be the star. He came off the bench and provided defense for a team that already was young and it, and it kind of was already defensive minded, too.
0: Yeah, um, that was the perfect fit.
1: Yeah, that was the perfect fit for him. That's why they brought in Rudy Gobert. And I, I was thinking, like, okay, you bring in Rudy Gobert along with Patrick Beverly, and then you still got some of the other key components, but they broke that whole team down. I thought that team would have been like a force to be reckoned with, but they didn't hold it. Yeah, they, they went
0: all the way. Love, which is unfortunate because you have a I know everybody hasn't had the chance to watch Anthony Edwards but but he's damn near must see TV
1: oh yeah he's amazing and then you add Cat but Cat's been injured the whole season so I guess they had to break the whole team down but um yeah you add in Cat and then D-Lo too those guys were nasty last season I'm just really surprised they didn't hold them together I'm really
0: surprised yeah um this is this is shaping especially the West. I feel like this could be some of the best playoff basketball we've seen in years. I mean, just um how how stacked it is. You got a few games separating like the fourth seed from the tenth seed. You got you got the Lakers possibly in a play in situation. If I'm yeah, no. If I'm Denver or I'm, you know, team one through two, I don't no way in hell I want to see the Lakers in the first round.
1: I definitely don't want to see the Lakers at all. Like I'm trying to run away from that matchup.
0: Yeah, so I know LeBron was having fun on the scooter today, but <laughs> you know he's gonna come back angry. LeBron just just cue up the Miami <laughs> LeBron face meme. <laughs> That's that's the LeBron we about to get.
1: That's what I said, man. When LeBron comes back, I hope Anthony Davis does carry. They they had a key win today. I'm really excited about them beating Golden State today.
0: Yeah, Golden State can now win on the road to save their life. At home, they're deadly. On the road, they're... (laughs) Atrocious. Yeah.
1: (laughs) When they lost to the Pistons on the road earlier this season, I'm like, man, the defense done really lost something. But I know they're trying to insert like these new guys into certain roles, and and And, uh, they can shoot the lights out. But defense is terrible.
0: I think I think that might change once. Hopefully, we get to see a healthy Gary Payton II. Um, He he kind of was a defensive catalyst for for them last year. So Uh, we'll see. I I still Golden State's still the team I wouldn't want to see in the playoffs either right now. So.
1: Oh yeah, I definitely don't want to see them in a seven-game series because it's hard to stop a team that can shoot hot any given night and bury you. Like it just
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm out of ex- seven games. Yeah, Whew. I'm excited though. It looks like we will see Sacramento in the playoffs this year. I'm I'm excited for De'Aaron Fox. Um, it seems like, like I know he's young, but it seems like he's been on Sacramento for a long time now. Um. Happy to see Mike Brown in a head coaching role being successful again. Um, so I feel like with a couple of his stops, he he got a raw deal. So
1: yeah, it, but it's the jobs that you accept, right? Yeah.
0: Like, they they say, you what, get hired to get fired."
1: Exactly. Like that's why you don't take stupid jobs. And we just talked about that with Sean Payton. Like you don't take jobs where you're not going to be successful. At all, and especially if a team won't give you a certain amount of years to turn things around, and they're looking for a quick turnaround, they're trying to make uh, a shit sandwich into a hero sandwich. No, that's not gonna <laughs> that's not gonna happen. Like you need a team that's already decent and already a little bit in place. They gave Mike Brown the reins. He went and got Sabonis. He made a couple other moves. He's in good. He's he's doing good, man. I, I yeah. wish him luck.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um. I'm just I'm I'm ready for for NBA playoff basketball at this point. Are you still tuned in to the XFL? I'm still
1: tuned into the XFL, uh, Rania, Before we jump to the XFL, which I think has been pretty good, uh, we didn't talk about uh, a comment that was recently made by Gilbert Arenas, <laughs> and he's always a hot take. And I think you know which comment I'm talking about. Notice he one. went for one. Of, he went for one of our bad boys and said something that kind of blew my mind. And uh, I guess it's kind of like the young guy mentality. Um, he went after Bill Ambeer in this sequence. And it's, and he said that basically uh, Bill Lambert would not be able to play in today's game. And I'm like, and he said he would be irrelevant. He wouldn't. He'll be a nobody in today's game. And I'm like, that's really impossible in today's game. I think Bill Lambert so, would be amazing in today's game. In today's game, will be totally. It it'll be uh, he'll be exciting to watch if he was in today's
0: game. So I chuckled when I when I heard him say that for a number of reasons. I feel like Bill Lambert with he was he was unconventional for the way he played in in the eighties and early nineties. If you think about it, you didn't have a a a, a power forward slash center. Popping up, popping out at the three point line, like he right. he he kind of Trent made that was one of the first to make that transition. Like he could hit the three. Not only that, like he he could, he was a good passer, especially out the pick and roll. Um, to so for him to say he wouldn't be able to play in today's game, I, I found that ludicrous. All of those bad boy Pistons game translate to today if you think about it those bad boy teams were i know they always talk about the defense and the the jordan rules but if you think offensively you had you had a a a center that could pop out at the three you had draymond green and dennis robin before draymond green you had isaiah and joe dumar that could shoot the likes out you have Vinny the microwave com- coming in. All all of those guys Trent games just translate perfectly into what we see today.
1: Exactly. And that's why when he made that comment, it just it blew my mind. I'm like, you got guys then they, when you talk about speed, people don't realize Bill Lambir, he wasn't exactly all that slow. A lot of those players weren't all that slow and they played through crazy injuries. They didn't have the best trainers in the royal. They didn't have certain things going on, and they also played all of their games. Yeah. So when what, you talk
0: about wasn't no load management,
1: wasn't no load management. Like people need to realize that, man. I, I don't think people understand.
0: Yeah i i I just go Gilbert Arenas. Go play cards.
1: Yeah, please. <laughs> and i i was I was so surprised that he said that too because. I mean, I think that he with him being a former player, he'll get a better understanding of the game. But I think some people just don't really understand basketball. They just look at all the flash. Yeah, I know it's
0: I know it's the the whole thing, different areas, two games, parents like if you think about it, if it wasn't for the Pistons, we we wouldn't see this this free kinda positionless basketball we see today. First of all. They play hella defense that they had to change the rules. But if you think about it a lot you Joe Dumar could play multiple positions. Isaiah could go between a one and a two. Dennis Rodman can play your your five, your four, your three. Lambeer could could play the five or the four. Vinnie Johnson could could slide into three different positions. John, same thing with John Sally. Like
1: Yeah, those players can jump right in and fill a void and play that's the that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize with 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 this game today's game they all think it's all one person and i think the pistons the pistons every decade the pistons will always supply a, a team game they didn't do it unfortunately you know but we ain't gonna talk about this past 10 years but no, I think that they always supplied the ultimate team game. When you look at those Pistons with, with Zeke and Dumars, like all the people you just, you just named too, Rodman, there's so many good factors and, and good players on that team, man. we always came with that team game, even with Billups, Hamilton, Rasheed Wallace, uh, Tayshaun. Uh, Antonio McDyess. R- Antonio McDyess. I mean, always with the team aspect, the team game, you can honestly say that they probably was like a loaded team if you think about it, you know. But we didn't ever have to – to pay for a bunch of guys and get a bunch of superstars. We always had guys that were workhorses. And I don't think people understand that. When you look at those Wizards teams, not a lot of great players, man. It literally was just uh, <laughs> eight and zero. Yeah, no, it, it really wasn't great players on the team. Like, they didn't even have people what's, that were great it, role players. And
0: hell, you want to talk about the 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 Pistons paving the way. They were the first team to have a team playing. So thank them, Gilbert Arenas.
1: Right, <laughs> exactly. Like, that's why I said I don't think – they just look at one player. LeBron doesn't win all those championships by himself. You know, look at those great te- – you got to realize some of those guys are great teammates. So,
0: you uh, know, I, that's
1: Chris Bosh won't get his respect that he deserves.
0: Ray, you know, Ray Allen hitting, the, hitting a three to – to, to, against San Antonio really got – LeBron Mikey off his back. Hell, Half Hafton, Unsigned here on no those team. The bird, man.
1: Right. Look at, look at the Lakers. Those teams are loaded. I mean, you got Robert Orey, you got Rick Fox, man. You're you bringing in, even though besides Shaq and Kobe, man, you got a bunch of, you got Ryan Harper, you got Brian Shaw. You got so many great players on that team, man. You got Derek Fisher. You got good role players on those teams, even on Jordan teams. So, you know, miss me with that BS, man. You should give you should give Bill Laimbeer the same respect that you give a Derek Fisher and some of those other guys that are role players on other teams too. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Because you notice he went straight for Bill Lambier. He didn't know, say nothing about any of those other people. Luke Longley, Bill Winnington, uh, Stacey King. You're saying about Card. those
0: people. Horace yeah. Grant.
1: So are you, what are you saying about Patrick Ewing?
0: Bill Cartwright.
1: What are you saying about Kevin McHale? yeah you ain't saying about bill cartwright what are you saying about uh bill walton what are you saying about those other guys you're not saying anything you play with uh freaking brendan hayward (laughs) he's terrible come on man really come on so that's what drives me crazy when you got those guys that particularly pick on one person and we're gonna talk about that too when we get into more hip-hop but we can go to the xfl now brother
0: yeah, just real, just real quick, um, are you watching? I did watch um, partial games today. I, I, I thought the, the D.C. game today, first of all, was a really good, good game. But it had a nice size crowd. Yeah,
1: they're starting to pick up. That's what I was going to tell you, too
0: same thing those in crowds. in Arlington today even though the Arlington were cuz they're playing at the old Texas Ranger stadium um uh, so it's it's a little odd but <laughs> great games yeah,
1: no those those games are starting to be really good man like kind of blowing my mind i can't believe like how big those crowds are and the rule the rule difference and the rule changes are like one of my favorite things, man. It feel like you can always just go for it every time. You you can go for it on all four downs and like still be in the game, in my opinion. So I kind of like
0: that. Yeah, I, I I must say I I was enjoying, especially the 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 DC game. I was really tuned. Thought it was a good crowd. Actually, um, they made me want to go down to DC just to watch a game. At um, I want to say it was. Um, Audi Stadium or whatever, wherever the DC soccer team plays, and I'm like, I just want to go to check out the stadium now because it was a good crowd, nice field, great game. So I'm excited. I'm also excited to to see the USFL too. Yeah,
1: I'm excited about that too. And that's we got to catch some of those games, by the way. But yeah. I'm, I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited about the USFL. I'm excited about just having decent sports because it felt like during the during the winter time or around this particular time, you only stuck with a couple of sports. It feel like football is like an all year round thing.
0: Now. Yeah, it does. Um, and I love it. Before we get into music, we gotta talk about Chris Rock.
1: Oh yeah, we gotta talk about Chris Rock too. <laughs>
0: Did, did you watch?
1: I did not watch, but I did read some of the uh, excerpts from the comedy special.
0: So I, I didn't, I didn't watch last night because, um, hell, I think he, it might have been close to eleven, eleven thirty when he came on, when um, I wanted to be fully awake. So waited till this morning and watched it. I do think it was one of his weaker. Stand-ups. But those last five minutes. <laughs> he didn't That's hold really great, Yeah, he didn't hold any punches when it came to Will and Jada. Some people <laughs> saying he shouldn't have called her beat. Some people just thought he shouldn't address it at all. Um, of course he, he did make a trend joke, which kinda made the trends. Community mad, but overall, what did y'all expect Chris Rock to say when it came to Will and Jada? I mean, he got the slip, the slap, the shit slapped out of him on national TV.
1: <laughs> right. And he made perfectly good sense with everything he said. And that's what we were saying too. Like, it wasn't really his fault. Like, let's be honest. No, it wasn't. He, he made the, a per, he was mad about, he was mad about Will Smith slapping him of course but he, he got a better understanding of that of course he's mad about it he's bitter that's what he's pissed off about it like his whole life has changed along with Will Smith like those are two life altering things yeah events. cause
0: now when you think of Chris Rock you know you, Pookie is not the first thing that come, come to mind <laughs> Right. it's him getting a shit slapped <laughs> shit out, out of him it. at the Oscars
1: you know how many you know how many actors marlon Wayne's made a good point did you hear marlon Wayne's silly ad? yeah he said, he said i wish he would have slapped the shit out of me so i could be famous forever because that's what it's linked to it's just linked to that like chris rock is a legend already but for him to get the shit slapped out of him it's still just going to be forever linked to will smith like regardless of how old they are it's forever is embedded in history i'm sorry so yeah. he said some things that were correct in my opinion. I don't know how you felt about the things that he said, but did you agree with some of the things he said? Um, about- uh,
0: when it came to that, like I pretty much, said, he pretty much said what I think any normal rational human being would be thinking. Will, yeah. Will Smith was not mad at Chris Rock. He was mad at his wife and just took it out on Chris. Hell, I can't exactly. think of a guy that I know who uh, who finds out their wife was cheating on them with their son's friend and then they go on TV to talk about it and it be okay.
1: Right, and I, when I go back and look at that, sometimes I'll go back and look at that red tail, and the uncomfortable, he was so uncomfortable, you could see his it in His, his face. body
0: language, his facial expression, he wanted yeah. to be anywhere in the world but there.
1: Right, it felt like when his dad left him on the Fresh Prince of Red Lair, it, it just felt like on that. Why does
0: she love me? <laughs> Why am I not good <laughs> enough?
1: Right, and I'm like, damn, then to come find out later on that this man was gay too. Like, the August Alcina was really like, you know, it just, I know Will's just like, what the hell am I doing wrong? But that doesn't take away from from his legacy, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad that they can move on. I was disappointed to find out because, you know, Chris Rock was like, I tried calling this nigga, like after this shit happened. He answered other people's call, listened to other people's message, but didn't answer my call. Yeah. That... I was like, that just was weird to me. Especially knowing if they was, you know, they were friends. Of course, they're not friends now after that shit that just happened now with that comedy special. If they had a chance of being friends again, it definitely not happening.
0: One one of the things I I do I'll say um, that I appreciate that Chris Rock did say. He said, "I'm not a victim." Right, so. he's
1: not a victim. Yeah, he's mentioned that before. Yeah. I think some other people mentioned
0: it for him. His, yeah, uh, Tony Rock mentioned that. Yeah. So, um real quick before we we get to our billboard um 20 through 29. One other one other point that I thought Chris Rock was playing on in his stand up. The Megan Marco comments about you know the racism in the royal family. And he kind of was just like, "How did everybody knew they were racist? How did she not know?" It's like I just, right. I thought yeah, that.
1: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Look, man, I'm I'm gonna boil, put this whole thing in perspective for everybody that listen to. Everything can be put into a race issue in America. Um, that's the that's the number one thing. Everybody wants to be included in the inclusion club regardless of the fact a lot of people have been wrong throughout life throughout history a lot of people have been wrong so we knew about the royal family okay we knew how they feel we knew their actions we know how they feel just like you know how kim jong-il feels okay you're not gonna change nobody's stripes what did she think she was gonna do about getting into that family that they was gonna say oh we okay with with her with her her skin no they
0: always been racist as hell just she should have left that situation alone but hey it is what it is yeah i i, I thought that was another moment where he <laughs> was spot on um and what he was saying um i couldn't yeah. have said it any better myself and i like megan marco um I loved her on the show Suits was mad as hell when she had to stop doing it because she was becoming a member of the royal family was right then and there I knew they were on some BS <laughs> and apparently, yeah. apparently they got evicted from their um, residence that they still had in the UK apparently they were told to move so
1: <laughs> surprising yeah. surprising
0: real shocker yeah. there
1: <laughs> oh, before we jump right into it, and I know we're we going to jump right into it in a, a few minutes, but uh, since we're jumping into hip-hop, one of the gatekeepers of hip-hop, one of the original uh, hip-hop artists, founders of hip-hop, Melly Mel has some uh, some interesting words to say about Eminem. I think, um, I think his words or his comments were unjust and unwarranted. Um. Everybody always goes to the race issue thing. and Like I was, I, we just got through talking about race. Um, you can kind of just place it with any conversation. Like if people feel like they're not able to get to a certain plateau or they're not talented enough, you can bring up race about that. Uh, so, because I'm trying to think in my mind, I love Melly Mill. I love Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. I love Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Let's just put it like that. I don't love Melly Mill. I love them as a group because we talked about groups. I can't think of ten Melly Mel hits. I don't. Th- can I can't
0: think of, think of seven.
1: <laughs> I can't think of five.
0: Yeah, I probably say five might <laughs> be Um, it's funny so, that you just brought up his M comments because I missed this. Melly Mel says Kendrick Lamar doesn't influence hip hop.
1: Yeah, he he said he he. Okay, so what I just learned about Melly Mel, I'm. I'm a fan of, of Grandmaster Flash. So when I expect these guys to uplift, because he had interesting words to say about Jay-Z, he had about Nas. Now about Eminem, about Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole. He always has something to say. He has that old nigga in the room syndrome. And that, that pisses me off. Because, like, we're supposed to uplift, especially with these young artists, man. And not saying that Eminem is a young artist, but he's he went after Kendrick Lamar. Like you said, you just read the comments about him and Kendrick Lamar. But come on, Melly, man. Like, you only, you're not even relevant, bro. You're not even relevant right now. The only way you're relevant is by downing and talking about other people. That's not right, man. Not right. But I guess we can get into the list, brother. You ready? You ready for all the smoke?
0: Yeah, I'm ready for it. So for those that just may be tuning in, um, go back and check out our past two episodes. Uh, We decided to do our own billboard top 50. So uh, first episode we did 50 through 40. The last one, 39 through 30. This one, 29 through 20.
1: Right now, if you have been listening to our past episodes so far on our list, man, we done knocked off some big names. My names I knocked off on my list was 50 Cent. You won't hear them anymore. 50 Cent Dr. Dre. Uh, the chef, I done put Lauren Hill out there, uh, Queen Latifah, Fat Joe, uh, Will Smith, Future. Like I'm, we're not even at we're at 29, but all these people are not on my list anymore. Uh, MC Luke. Hammer, Luke. yep, uh, Juvenile, Tyler, Creator, Little Kim, The Game, uh, Big Pun, Pharrell. Um I mean, this is some these are kind of on both of our ends too. Pusha T, um, is it, just to name a few. So. All those people are going off our list, so now we're moving on down. And Rodney usually does the honors of going
0: first. Um, yeah, so um, my 29 artist is somebody that was already on your list. Uh-huh. Um, Little Kim. Have her oh, 29. Okay. Her hardcore album, I, it's a classic. Um, I think her and, and Foxy Brown ushered in a new Era, uh, 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 I, don't, I guess we could say female gangster rap, sort of female nasty rap. They they were definitely different from your MC likes and Queen Latifah, um, and Little Kim. For better or worse, has kind of found a way to stay semi-relevant even into new in today's age. So I have her at twenty nine. Okay. All right.
1: That's the queen bee right there, man. And you know what? That's a damn good pick. I had her a little bit higher up. I had her at thirty-two. Um, I'm definitely with this one right here. I was doing my homework, man, and at my twenty-nine, I decided to go with Benny Siegel. Now, now, hear me out. I know I don't put Worst to five nine Pun again. I don't put a I don't put a lot of people in there, but I felt like when Benny Benny Siegel i feel like he had a lot of street hits man that hit me remember this is my list so for everybody to want to fight me because i remember i had Juvenile in there yeah
0: shout out to bidding seagull he was just (laughs) at the um i think they celebrated 20 years of freeway debut album this past weekend so
1: right Uh, if you want to fight me you can fight me later in the parking lot It's my list i had juvenile on there uncle luke all these i'm not My my list is different from Billboard. This is the people that I listen to, so screw off. I
0: love you all, but this is my list. Damn it! Yeah, so it's funny that you have Benny Siegel at twenty nine. Somebody that wasn't on the Billboard list. I think someone that doesn't get the due that he deserves in the hip hop community. Um, Hell, it's kind of funny because I know my twenty. Eighth person gets no do at all, but I have Uh him on my list. You first probably heard him come to prominence on Nas's Life's a Bitch. Mm -hmm. His Do or Do Do album was a classic. He released part two, want to say last year, that's also a classic. One of the best wordsmiths in the game great lyrics is i got az at 28.
1: oh that is nice man that is nice yeah i love that i love that one i love it that's crazy i actually got az a little bit lower down the list that's actually a good one that's perfect i i'll wait till i get to uh my az pick that is perfect right there but yeah man i i think that's a hell of a pick right there az is dope like I said, I went back in the bag, man, because I noticed that, you know, from I, I listened to our episodes, so I noticed that I changed a couple people up, um, but I was just going through being fluid, man, so I had to change a few people around, but I even moved them up or down on the list, so I love that pick with AZ. Um, for my 28th, I decided to go with Mr. Reggie Noble, Mr. Redman as my 28th.
0: Yeah, um, he's he's higher up on my list. So
1: yeah, yeah I wanted to bring him lower. I, I him, say. Yeah, I was gonna bring him down a little bit lower, but man, with this list that I have, man, and so many great artists, man, I, that's why I had him placed. He's still ahead of like a lot of other artists too that I have on the list. That people will be like, "Wait a minute, you thought this guy? Would, remember, this is my playlist, guys." So yeah, but I decided to go with Reggie Noble.
0: Yeah, Um, I I have. Yeah, well, I'll talk about him when I get to to him. All right. At twenty-seven, Dante Smith, Yassine Bay, Carter Brother, whatever, (laughs) any of those, most deaf. I don't if whether it's his album with Tali Kuali. The Black on Both Sides, which is a, a bona fide classic. Um, even the I can't think of the name of it, the Rock and Roll album he did, New World Danger. It's some, it's it's some, it's some hits on there. His features, just all around lyricists. Um Good brother, my dad had a chance to meet him, talk to him for few hours even my dad didn't even realize who he was at the time went on christmas vacation came back and my dad had a christmas card and a cd from off death on his desk so just an all-around um good dude for hip-hop
1: i love that pick, man i have him i have him a little bit further down on my list too i believe that he is one of the good dudes in hip-hop man and I mean from his acting man, I always followed him closely too. I always thought he was pretty dope, man. And um he does do that. Uh and I like how he reinvented himself too, man. And you know, I remember he was doing the uh the fight for uh prisoners being held over in uh, Guantanamo Bay. Um he's done so many great things, man. I, I love Most Def. I'm a huge fan. I have him lower on my list. Um this brother that I have at my twenty seven, um I wanna say they kinda go hand in hand, man. Like I got a newfound respect for this brother. He's dated some of the most finest women I can tell you too. That's that's (laughs) another thing with this brother. He's dated some fine women. I already already
0: know who this has to be. (laughs) Was Was he was he wearing crochet pants at one point?
1: He was wearing (laughs) 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 his acting acting skills in every movie is the same. He was a basketball player he was the same acting <laughs> skills. he was a hitman i'm talking about common ladies and
0: gentlemen <laughs> yeah i have him i have him on my list he's um I have him lo- lower or higher yeah. I, I got
1: a band 27 man i i'm just thinking to myself i said oh man this guy man one of my favorites man but yeah i got common man he's a he's a hell of a force to be working with in hip-hop man and he done showed you so many things. He done reinvented himself. Because we listened to that about, first album. Remember? About
0: five times.
1: <laughs> man, about five times. I sat down. It was bitches and hoes. And all of a sudden, they the queens and there Y'all love me some common, man. That's growth right there. I done grew. He done grew. I love it. I, I'm a common. I love common, man.
0: Yeah, shoot. Uh, Every time I see, Cotton thinking about common, I'll think about him they said he was, oh, I forgot what, what documentary that was. They were talking about him being a J. Dether house laying on the couch with no shoes. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that was, um, that
1: was at, uh, damn, and he mentioned that a couple times, too. He said he would always go to the Sting downtown, uh, one of the favorite places that I used to go to down there, too, man, Ooh, the Sting, man, Ooh. That's when they took over downtown and just reinvented it and got rid of everything but this thing was nice too man but yeah that it's a nice establishment back in the day but yeah common man he definitely a goat man definitely a goat so who you got for your 26 right
0: so um west coast Uh one of the most unique voices one of the most unique lyricists in hip-hop Helen from Oakland, California. E forty.
1: Whoa, okay. All right. I actually got E40 Fonzarelli a little bit further down my list, but no, that's much respect, brother. Yeah. um, Got him a little. But see, I, I can tell that we got all these same people within the same range, so this is how we kind of view them. So.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's splitting hairs at, at this point. <laughs> I feel like, but um, you could you could make a a, a argument that E forty should be in the 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 ten to twenty range. Um, his lyricism is is unmatched. His wordplay, his cadence, he has one of the best cadences in in hip hop. If you ask me one of the most unique voices sounds i don't think you can think about west coast without mentioning him
1: no i definitely agree with you on that it's it's hard to even mention hip-hop at all without e40 man he and still to this day man like he still reinvents himself and still goes hard even with like all his collabs especially his detroit collabs too I mean, I, I'm a huge fan,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I got him on my. Uh, I got him definitely on my. Uh, my list too, coming up shortly too. All right, and for my next one, for my twenty-six pick, I have uh, Az. Az was right there with my as my twenty-six pick. Um, of course, I. I remember the first time I heard it, uh, Az, it was when Sugar Hill had dropped. I thought that was so dope, and then um, I was a huge Firm Biz uh, fan. The Firm, of course, with Phone Tap, and you know that, that was like that was all my shit, man. I, I love those songs, and I thought Az was so fly. For some reason, I thought he would be bigger than uh, than Nas. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought back then a lot of people just used to really think AZ was so cool, man. I thought AZ was super cool. Yeah, he's always been
0: um, a super cool dude, laid back, chill, mellow.
1: Yeah, and then I, I can never forget that, that I'm back. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I thought, that two. I thought that was so fun. I thought that was my guy back then. I was like, yo, AZ, that guy. But as I got older, I was like, damn, Nas really was that guy. It was really not. <laughs>
0: And I just thought it was AZ the whole time. So yeah, man, it, it was a good to see, I feel foolish. <laughs> um, see them together on stage um, at Six Square Garden this past a week ago Saturday. So, yeah, that's
1: crazy, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and I. Yeah, man, that's what a time, man. Like I, I'm, I'm happy that I got a chance to watch a lot of good hip hop, man. I couldn't imagine being some of these younger guys that never really. Got to
0: experience what we got to experience, music wise, Rodney. I'm just saying. Yeah. But, um. um, so 25, this is about to start a run for me. You'll notice a thing for the for the next few. 25 for me is Redman. Um, oh, okay. Redman. Redman next to Nas is probably the second artist that made me fall in love with hip hop. Um I just remember watching watching Red Man on T V just it was just a, something about him. He was having fun. I'm like, who is this dude? His lyric was on point, but it was it was still like this chill, fun mentality to him. And then he probably has the most memorable MTV cribs anybody has ever seen. <laughs>
1: He does. He got the most memorable. That's what when when you mention Redman, we always talk about that MTV. He he might be the most genuine hip hop artist, man, mm-hmm. that I've encountered. Man, like I actually had a chance to um, go actually see him, and perform at the uh, at the State Theater, man. That's one of my my favorite concerts, man. A, a concert that I didn't think that I really uh, uh, um, enjoy as much. Like I, I knew I was a I was a fan, but you know you would think like a concert is a concert. After I went to uh, a couple other uh, concerts, it was just like uh, you know w- wasn't really that great. Just a lot of yelling. But this guy here, man, put on a hell of a show, man. He was dancing, going all crazy all over the place, man. I thought it was pretty fly. Yeah, I'm a huge Redman fan, man. i I'm, I love that pick. I wish I should have brought him down lower on my list, actually. Yeah. That's dope.
0: Okay, so who you got
1: uh, at twenty five? At twenty five, I got Mr. uh review my paperwork himself. <laughs> um, I got <laughs> I have T I as my twenty five. Um <laughs> uh, I couldn't uh imagine uh putting them uh, I could have I could have put him a little bit lower man I, yeah I'm a I'm a big TI for those fan that, too. I think
0: he's just tuning in I had TI at 30 I want to say yeah you had T.I. like somewhere around there around
1: 30.
0: yeah he was 30. yeah
1: I had him and i him just I figured like this would be a good place to put him at 25 man I I like him uh he's been around for quite some time and when he had his run man when he had his reigns and his run.
0: When nobody hot, hotter. Really,
1: man, was a nobody hotter at the time? And he even brought like a, a lot of good artists together, man, and put them on some awesome songs, man. And yeah, I think TI, man, nobody was messing with him at that particular time, man. So I, I definitely got TI as my twenty-five. Well deserved.
0: Okay, now remember at twenty-five I said it's about to be a theme for a minute. Uh-huh. Twenty-four. Uh, this He was a partner in crime with Redman, one of the most memorable Wu-Tang members, movie star, TV star, hell, I, I think ladies, young and old, both love this guy, but you, you can't talk about a top 50 hip-hop list without having Method Man on it.
1: That is so true. That is really so true. I got him a little bit... I got him within that range. It, that's why I said, when you think about both of those guys together, I got him in the same range, so... I got him uh, coming up shortly, but... Yeah, yeah. You know, and then cool.
0: them Blackout albums, I had to put Red Man and Method Man next to each other.
1: Yeah, man, and, like... When I first encountered uh, Method Man, I, I actually didn't encounter him through Wu-Tang. Like, he... I, it was the you all that I need that really, uh, mm-hmm. with him and Mary J, that stuck out from me. Uh, Wu Tang, I just, I guess, at that particular time, I don't know if I ain't had cable or I don't know what was going on in my life, but I didn't really recognize. I couldn't put the uh, face. You know, I, I do remember like some of the videos, but I couldn't put the face with it. But yeah, I think I probably did watch the jukebox network and see me, but yeah, it was just the uh, the Method Man and Mary J. That's what stuck out, and I was a fan ever since, man. So yeah. Um, all right. So my twenty-four, my twenty-four, I got Mr. Scarface. Um, Ooh. I, I was thinking about putting him down a little bit lower,
0: but yeah, he's a little, a little bit lower on my list. Yeah, he's
1: like, in his range with, though. Yeah, he's in his range, and I, I was like, you know, I'm going to roll with Scarface, man. One of my favorites, man. The Fix. Um, Man, The Fix, nice, man. A lot of those albums is is dope that he has. The ones we have with the Ghetto Boys, maybe some of the most memorable. Let Willie D tell it. Uh, Scarface ain't shit for leaving home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And
0: and Scarface has probably to me the greatest um, hip-hop memoir autobiography (laughs) Um, and I have read. If you haven't read it, check it out. Diary, diary of a, of a madman.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. You're right about that. I heard it was. You told me about it before too, and I actually had tried to get into it. And um, it actually started off pretty good. Yeah. So I, I give you that one. Yeah, it started off pretty good. Yeah. Um. Hey. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Rodney, I feel, I feel bad. You know, when I used to watch the, uh, we never, we, you know, we haven't been mentioning Bushwick Bill, man. And, uh, that's why I said, I feel bad. Cause we always say the ghetto boys and we'll say <laughs> Willie D and <laughs> Bay, you know? yeah. but, but he plays like a pivotal part in like ghetto boys. Cause you've never seen them, you know, a midget or a, a little person, excuse me. Um, do the things that he did man and like his acting skills and all that stuff man i, I want to pay homage to that brother man so yeah i just was thinking about it i was like damn man we never mentioned bushwick bill and that iconic photo man and they talk about that too
0: yeah so uh, him,
1: uh, yeah
0: resting in the paradise bushwick man
1: bushwick bill that brother all
0: right man okay so uh, 23 this this is the last one of my theme picks and Method Man connects the next person to my favorite artist from the Wu Tang clan, my uncle's favorite rapper of all time, the person that introduced me to this brother. I got Ghostface.
1: Ooh. Okay. All right. And I, I think I uh I think I love that pig. I got him a little bit down further. Um, but yeah. Ghostface was, yeah, man, he definitely. I felt like I should have had the chef. I had the chef like, I think I had him at like forty eight or something, which mm-hmm. I did. I did have the chef at 48. Yeah. But yeah, it, it felt like uh, Ghostface and, and Method Man, and even I'm, I know I don't have uh, ODB on there too. ODB he just uh, out uh, out a little bit above of my uh, of my top fifty man. Remember?
0: Yeah, he he's like fifty two on my list.
1: Yeah, he man, he, that's
0: he, he started on my list, but as I thought about it and started adding people, he got pushed slightly down.
1: Right, and that's what happened, man. With a couple of my other artists, man, they kind of got pushed, you know, on my list. The artists on my list got pushed a little bit out of it, man. But yeah, ODB definitely belongs in there too, man. And yeah, and I'm fighting, I'm fighting. So y'all bear with me on these lists, man. Me and Rodney fighting for our lives. <laughs> We
0: fight
1: for our lives. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, with my 23, my 23, I decided to go with Method Man at 23.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So, we, we saw them right there, lock and step.
1: Yeah. We was we was right there, man. We was right there. Um, yeah. Method Man, definitely my 23. Um, Who you got for your 22, brother?
0: Okay. So, 22. You already we already talked about this brother, I got Scarface.
1: Okay. All right. And I know we're getting around towards that time. Um for my twenty two, I got most deaf. Um Miss Fat Booty was one of my favorite songs. In and I see him in Carmen. So I, I had mean. most deaf, man. I had him at the twenty two spot. Um who you got for your twenty one, brother?
0: Twenty one, flip mode, Buster rhymes.
1: Ooh, that's tough man that is tough um, damn I, I got him lower than my I got him lower he's actually in my my bottom half of my uh, between my 20 and my 10 Um, for my 21 I got Young Jeezy I got Jeezy as my 21 Um, okay. I think when he had his reign man when he had his reign his reign was something different man I think he had a better run than He had a better and longer run than 50 cent he had a better longer run in my opinion in future um the only one that can rival his run was rick ross and they both you know and they were beefing at that particular time but i thought that he had better whole albums and full albums than uh than rick ross so it just yeah just i I thought that uh that jeezy he deserves his flowers man he he's been holding it down and he put out so some damn good songs. I don't know who gave him the idea. My President is Black is always one of my favorite iconic songs, man. I
0: just... Yeah. Featuring uh
1: <laughs> Featuring some no-name guys. I don't know <laughs> who those... <no-name> are. <laughs> who those know? He had a lot of no-name guy features on his songs. Oh. oh, man. <laughs> okay,
0: oh, hey, so... My last one, my 20th pick. Uh, this brother came to the scene back when hip-hop used to feature the DJ heavily. Mm-hmm. Also has an iconic uh, book in hip-hop. Uh, came to the scene with Eric B. Known mm-hmm. as The God. My favorite rapper would be called The Godson Son because they felt he was the next one. God, I, I love this this brother. I would have, I wish things would have worked out between him and Eric B. But I got Rock Oh
1: man, I got uh, I got Rock a little bit lower on my list. That's that's a that's a, a solid pick at twenty. Um, I, that's a solid, extremely respectable pick. I thought you would have him lower than that, so that really kind of surprised me. But no, that's that's dope. That's a dope pick. Um, oh, damn, I'm you kind of blew me away with that. I thought <laughs> you would at least have him in like your top between your 20 and 10. Yeah, like,
0: um, uh, it got tough. <laughs> That's all I can say.
1: <laughs> we fight for our lives out <laughs> here, uh, for my 20, I got E40 Fonzarelli. Uh, I decided to put him at 20, man. I thought that, um, uh, well, he contributed to hip hop and his longevity too. man. like I said, in reinventing himself, I think he had an extremely long run. Um, so I got E forty at twenty. It's between him and another uh, West Coast person. And people will probably think I'm crazy, but you know, if you know me, you know I like raunchy stuff. So you don't know who my number nineteen is when I <laughs> mention it. <laughs> I have
0: an like, idea. Ridiculous.
1: How the hell did you he make your list? It's my list, damn it. Okay, so yeah, I got E40 at 20 and my 19. You could probably already guess who it is. Um, hint was my favorite word. That's my 19. So yeah. I, stay
0: tuned. And I believe this brother that's your 19 pick has a song that says it's time to go, <laughs> right? Yeah, so we up against it. Figure out who 19, 19 through 10 is, or 19 through 11, because I, I want to say this, the top 10, these are it's a whole hour uh, itself. It'll be interesting. We still got some some people on the board. New has showing up on either one of our lists yet. Yeah, Jay-Z, Tupac, Biggie, Eminem.
1: Yeah, we still ain't... We still Kendrick, got
0: a few more to go. Dre. Yes. Does Kiss make the cut? Where the hell is Ludacris? Lady Love Cool Jane hasn't appeared yet. Does Andre 3000 make the list? You'll have to wait and find out. Dun, dun, dun. So, um catch us on the, the B side um, hell trying to do a bonus episode this week because we still haven't talked about the NFL combine and the NFL free agency is about to come up let's figure out what the Lions should do that's right so we'll see y'all on Wednesday peace